How fun to get to share with you an interview with Natalie Grunke. This week uh, is Retreat Week at 360 Life Strategies, and Natalie is one of the teachers in our workshops. Um, I hate that you might feel left out when we talk about all the wine and all the chocolate, but that's good because next time you will register for the Life Strategy Design Retreat. Today, Natalie joins us to talk about the workshop she's teaching on developing confidence, why we lack it, why we need it, and why she leads people toward greater things so we can enjoy a happier world. Join our conversation. Okay, Natalie, you have been on my mind ever since I created this podcast because you think in the same way I think about a better world and um, moving from where we are toward greater things. I love the name of your company. Thank you. I love it too. It's It's so fun. And I want you to introduce for our listeners who you are, where you came from, and how you started toward greater things. Perfect. Yeah. So my background, I am the founder and creator of Toward Greater Things, uh, which is the company that I run. And where I have kind of started, my background is pretty much completely in leadership and in psychology. I have been doing jobs in different leadership positions in many different industries and fields for about the last 13 or 14 years. And it's something um, I have my master's in leadership. It's something that I really love. And and the psychology element is just my love of understanding people and why we do what we do and kind of understanding our minds and how sometimes they're our best friends and how sometimes they kind of trick us and make us believe things that aren't true and just kind of understanding all of that. And so throughout that journey, um, I had a feeling that I would open up a nonprofit at some point in my career, but instead it kind of resulted in being a business instead. And um, Toward Greater Things purpose is really to help people find their light and the the pieces of them that make them unique and to find their courage and who they are, their confidence and who they are and um, move that forward. And so I, as a new, newer entrepreneur, I've only been doing Toward Greater Things for the last couple of years. There's been a lot of pivot points and a lot of um, shifts. And so right now I'm in the process of currently writing a book called The Art of Being. And um, that really highlights five different areas of life that I feel like if people spent some time developing and changing the way that we, we view them, that we could have some very like groundbreaking stuff. And my goal with that is to really roll it out to um, a lot of different industries. But the one that's probably one of the closest ones to my heart is the prison system. And um, I've studied that pretty in depth at different points in my life and have found that there's a lot of stuff that we could be doing really differently in, in the world. So yeah, that's a little bit about Toward Greater Things. I, the mission is really just to help people, you know, move their lives to better things, to what they really want instead of, you know, just accepting the world for what it is. That's why we like each other so much. <laughs> yes, it is. We get along fabulously. <laughs> we we want to see people really embrace what's possible and to stop making excuses about why they're not living the life that they were born to live. Yep, exactly. But it's, that sounds a little bit pie in the sky to someone who's working multiple jobs to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And 
um, I know you started a business because you're independently wealthy and you have no concerns about financial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my story. <laughs> right. Um, I want you to comment on the fact that uh, building a business is something you do in process and you're doing multiple things to, to keep that engine running. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, because this, this podcast is about women and work, I want to make sure and dispel any notions that people who are building a really compelling and fascinating new company, uh, are doing it because they have a sugar daddy or something. I mean, <laughs> you're, you are work, working at multiple ends to make this work. So can you comment on that? What the process is like for you? to make sure that you keep stoking the fire of your dream while you keep doing meaningful work that you get paid for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a good question, Donna. I'm really glad that you bring this part up because um, I, I got a lot of reactions when I first started running my company of like, oh, it's awesome. You work for yourself. Your life must be so fantastic. And running a business has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. The hardest, mm -hmm. hands down. Um, it still pushes me beyond my comfort zone every single day. So, I mean, it just, it, it absolutely has been very, very challenging. And I think one of the pieces is exactly what you're alluding to is, um, you kind of, there's a lot of ways to start a business, um, the way that I chose to do it, which personally I would not be a very high, highly recommended way from myself because I've lived it and it's really not it was really uncomfortable for me was to leave my job and to start my business. So what that meant for me is that I had, you know, no steady income anymore and had to recreate that. And it's great to think that you can recreate that with your business, but in actuality, a business is like any, anything else. And when it's your first business, it's like almost like getting an education and mm -hmm. it's, it's expensive. And whether that expense is money or whether it's time or resources, it just, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to pour into it and it's a process. And so it's awesome to think that there's this idea of, you know, uh, get rich quick or overnight success. But in reality, that's really the accumulation of a lot of years of work and persistence and dedication. So um, I learned that the hard way for sure. I expected it to come a lot quicker. I expected things to happen much faster than they did. And so to not have that consistent income and that consistent paycheck really, um, really took a toll on me. So as you alluded on, I, I've been working a few different things here and there um, just to try and make sure that I can maintain a healthy life as well as a healthy business. And one of the ways that I'm doing that currently is I'm teaching at a university in Denver, Colorado, and uh, I do that as an adjunct faculty member. So that means that I only have to really commit probably about three days a week, three or four days a week to um, either being here on campus or um, doing other work that I have, making lectures or grading papers, anything like that. Um, I also just started a Norwex leg of my business, if you will. So I heard. Yeah, I'm doing consulting with Norwex as well. So those are my other two undertakings that I'm doing in addition to running my business. And so it's a lot. It's a lot of different hats, but um, I personally really enjoy that because I love having 
um, different pieces of myself being, being able to be utilized in different ways. So like I, and I love that my jobs also teach me things that will make me successful in my business. So that's what I've worked really hard to do is trying to pick jobs that aren't just random jobs to make money. They're with purpose and uh, they fit into my greater picture and my greater vision for what I'm trying to do. But just to be able to be in front of a group and facilitating twice a week with being able to be a professor on the side is really helpful for me personally because that's presenting and facilitating is something I plan on doing very heavily with my business. It's something I've started doing with my business and it's something I want to continue growing. And so to have the practice and to be able to have this much constant feedback and engagement and, and all of those factors has been tremendously helpful for me and also building skills that I'll later use in my business. But there are definitely moments when it pulls you in a lot of directions that it can be a lot. That's true, but you hit on a really important point, which is that you are working in multiple different um, avenues or channels that all contribute to the, the person that you need to be to deliver the product for your business that you are designing. And I love how it comes together for you. And you, you're using your gifts in ways that make complete sense. And you're not spending time doing things that are completely mind numbing which can can be a real detraction if you, yeah if you fall into that and um, I'm so proud of, of what you're building it's it's really fun thanks so you. shifting over to the vision of um, what the world looks like when when we are all focused on greater things in our lives what do you think changes in the life that you and I experience every day when this becomes a reality and people are doing it? Gosh, it's such a good question. So you're asking me about my utopia. <laughs> Your utopia, Natalie's <laughs> world, when everyone is buying Natalie's product and they are living toward greater things. What looks different in the world? How do we know, oh, it's working because I see this. Gosh, yeah. So I would say there's two things that would be less and in place, there'd be two other things that would be more. Um, I think there would be significantly less fear. Um, fear is, I mean, it's a great motivator. It's probably the second greatest motivator that we have um, just in life. And it's something that is utilized very heavily in most societies to try and keep people in line, keep people doing what we want them to be doing. And in the United States, a lot of times we live in a capitalist country. So that means we want people to buy things. So we create a lot of fear. And so we teach a lot of, like we teach it, we teach it in schools. We don't mean to, but we teach a lot of times as parents. Um, we pass it along in a lot of the things that we do in life. And so I think that in my perfect world, fear would be much, much lower and like hope, dreaming, that kind of stuff would be much greater. So people realizing that all the visions and ideas that they have in their head aren't just ideas. They aren't just placed there randomly. Like they're things that can really come to fruition and they can really build them and make them happen. So they would have the hope and the drive on that side to actually create, create what they want. Um, and then the other side of it is that right now we live in a world, which this kind of goes hand in hand with fear, that's full of a lot of hate. And again, the hate really starts in fear. It's that we tend to fear things that aren't like us. We tend to fear yeah. people who don't look like us. We tend to fear people who don't make similar choices to us. And that results very frequently in hate. 
And so on the flip side of that, in my perfect world, there would be a lot more love. There would just be a lot more care about one another. Um, we, would, we would build people up instead of tear people down, which is, I think, what we see a lot of times. And, and again, a lot of that's not done. I think what we have to remember is we see hateful things and we like to point at them and, and like focus on them. But the real part about it is that a lot of that stuff is not done in malice. Like a lot of it, we're not even doing intentionally. Some of it is just our brains almost tricking us. Like I had mentioned earlier, where we form these automatic opinions where if you're not like me, you're not safe. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's because we don't know. Been, it, because we don't know. And what you don't know is kind of an automatic fear labeling in our brain a lot of times. And with, out intentionally overriding that and developing new patterns and new behaviors in ourselves, we just default to that. And you can see what the defaulted world looks like, which is the one that we're living in today. And my challenge is that if we really develop new habits and we push our brains to what they're really capable of, instead of kind of that automatic quick wiring of our old brain, uh, we can do incredible, incredible things together. I think it's, it's recognizing that we are all different in our own ways and we all have a piece of the puzzle. It's just that we have to work together to put the puzzle together. And right now we're just yeah. fighting over the pieces. That's a really great picture. I can see people standing around our table. We have a table in the basement that always has a puzzle on it. <laughs> cool. And, um, you know, to be arguing over where the pieces fit rather than which puzzle we should do. You know? Right. Right. Uh, I was, Chuckling as you're talking about um, the focus on fear, shifting that to love. I'm thinking of the number of, of news programs that would go out of business. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see a world where, where we actually talk about good news once in a while. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, we don't sensationalize bad news to be worse than it is, too. So we can focus on some, some real life issues instead of what sells advertising. Right. I love, Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, and you are going to be exercising some of these superpowers this weekend when I have a retreat for women to design their life strategy. And I was amazed when I uh, sent out a survey to all the participants asking how they'd like to spend their afternoons digging deeper on certain topics. And the one that got the most votes was Natalie's seminar on self-confidence. Mm -hmm. So can you comment a little bit on why you think we are so hungry for confidence and what you think might be the reason why we're lacking in it? Gosh, that's such a good question. I was thrilled when you told me that and also so still surprised like even though this is my product and I believe in it and I think it will really help people I was still shocked when you said that a lot of the people voted that as the thing that they wanted to spend their personal time on um you know I would like to think that this is something that women especially experience and I think that in a way that's true but I have talked to a lot of men who have very similar things to say that one of their biggest struggles in life is their ability to believe in themselves or that they can really do what they set out to do in life or in their job or in their family, whatever the case may be. And, um, 
you know, why, why I think it's such an issue. I think a lot of times, again, it comes down to that fear piece. Um, but it looks a couple different ways. One is uh, the fear that we're not enough. I think that a lot of our kind of core beliefs as people is that we have this really gigantic fear that, you know, we're not going to be good enough and good enough for what good enough. It could be anything. It could be, you know, good enough to get that job, good enough to get in school, good enough to open my own business. Um, and any of it, you can go spiritual with it. Good enough. If you believe in a heaven, good enough to get into heaven, like all of those things, like we have this fear that we're not going to be enough. And I personally believe the opposite. I believe that um, at our core, we are all fully enough at any given moment and that, you know, we do the best that we can in every given moment. And so my, the program that I am going to be delivering, the short, shortened version is really all about identifying what are those things that we tell ourselves that really cause ourselves to believe that we're not enough. And um, another thing with self-confidence that I have found really interesting that I have personally struggled with quite a bit, and I would imagine that most people probably feel similar to this, is uh, it really comes down to almost like self-love or your care for yourself. And what happens is if you try something and you aren't successful or people judge you and they don't like you anymore or whatever the case may be, those deepest fears that we have, people Mm -hmm. will speak out against you. Um, They don't love you anymore. And if they don't love you, then who's left to love you? And the answer is ourselves. Yeah. Um, if, If you love yourself and you know that no matter what happens in your life, you are good with you, you through and through, even if nobody is in your corner, you're good with you. You can look in the mirror. You, you know that you're good with them. That uh, person what, looking back. What a liberation to feel that. Yeah. To no yeah. longer need anyone's approval. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to know that the love that you have doesn't stem from other people. It stems from you. Mm-hmm. And so anything that you get from others is just extra. It's not like if, if you don't get it from them, you're not getting it at all. And it takes some of that fear of not being enough away because what you realize is, again, you start to feel that in yourself that you're already enough. You're already more than enough. Mm-hmm. And so once I think you start really feeling that in yourself and you start getting rid of some of the limiting beliefs that you tell yourself all the time and all the ways that you're not enough or you're, you know what I hear is I'm too old. I'm, I'm too this. I'm not enough of this. Like I hear it constantly from almost everybody that I interact with, including myself, that Mm -hmm. we have all of these beliefs that we've built up over time. Maybe someone told us something one, one time, maybe someone told us it many times. Maybe we were the only ones who told us it. maybe it's something that we jumped to a conclusion on based off of a TV show we watched when we were six. Like it, it stems from an infinite number of ways, but I think The cool part about all of this, in my opinion, is that we can control it. We can change it. Anything that we believe in now, you can change what those words are and you can force them to be something else and practice that until that's your new thing. Like we have the ability, we are in control of all of this stuff. It doesn't feel like it always, but we are and we can change it and we can change it intentionally, which is what all of all of my programs at Toward Greater Things are doing. And Donna, from what I've seen, it's exactly what you do as well. Yeah, it just, it sounds uh, in spirit the same as what I'm delivering. And I, you know, I find that I have to to paste different faces on it in order to appeal to different crowds. But Mm -hmm. ultimately having a life strategy just means living on purpose, understanding how you're made, 
and what you're here for and to learn how to combat those those voices that try to talk you down or, or you know step off the pedestal of pursuing your dream because of some not enoughness boy mm -hmm. i have a phd in not enough <laughs> oh i know donna we probably all do mine's bad it's why i'm developing this i'm developing it for myself just as much as i'm doing it for anybody else because yeah. we all struggle with this stuff it's, it's not like we're not immune it's true and i've heard from more than one person that our mess is our message. The things that we struggle mm. with are the things that we develop strategies to overcome. And that's why I developed 360 Life Strategies. It is all about life strategies. When you are sliding down a slimy mud pit of, <laughs> of despair or not enough thinking, you need to know how to, how to reach for a crampon, whatever, that's going to stake in the ground and pull you up. Yeah. And that's why I partner with people like you. And I'm so proud that you're part of the faculty for this retreat. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I've been, I've been uh, posting pictures on Instagram all week of the process of getting ready. Um, the cool. mess in my office right now and the cases of wine glasses and the cases of <laughs> wine and um, all the chocolate, all the chocolate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't do things halfway. No way. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your seminar. I know I, I said, we're going to kind of do it together because I'm mixing my, my topic with yours. Uh huh. Cause it's so similar. Mine's just about, um, if we have our inside world, right then we have the equipment we need yeah. to actually live our dreams. So together between um, all the, the wisdom that you've collected and the strategies that I've been collecting, I can't wait to see what the outcome is. So Me we'll too. talk more. We are going to live stream um, the podcast from the retreat. Um, that's going to be fun. That's um, amazing. To capture a few moments of aha. And it's, it's going to be fun to do. Um, and I'm so glad that you're there with me. Um, I, my little timer went off saying respect Natalie. She has to get home and <laughs> so all those fur babies that she has. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm so excited to, to join you. I, I absolutely can't wait. I'm excited to see what you've put together. Everything you've done has been brilliant so far. So I'm sure this will be no exception and I'm just really <laughs> pumped. I'm so honored to be part of it in any way. Me too, girlfriend. Me too. Okay. Well, everybody, um, tell uh, our listeners where they can find more information about Natalie. Yes. Great question. Um, to find more information about me, go ahead and go to my website at www.towardgreaterthings.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, under that same username, Toward Greater Things. I think on Twitter, it's a little bit shorter. So uh, go ahead and find me on Facebook first and then I can link you over to my Twitter. But yeah, please definitely check out my website, check out Facebook and um, see what we're all about at Toward Greater Things. That's great. And I will post a link um, on my Facebook page um, when I um, post the, pot, pot, the podcast too. Awesome, <laughs> thank you. That's amazing. Oh, it's fun. Okay, girl, I will see you very soon. Thank you so much for giving up your time today. Yeah, of course, Donna. Thank you so much for this. This has been wonderful. Oh.
Good, good. It's inspiring for me to hear it. I'll, Same I'll talk here. to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Well, I have to admit that I feel a little bit guilty that you've been listening to this podcast, listening to us talk about this retreat that you may not get to attend if you're listening to this after March 31st. But you know what? Go to my website at 360lifestrategies.com and sign up for my mail list so I can make sure that you don't get excluded from the next retreat. I'd also be really, really grateful if you would take 30 seconds to rate this podcast. That way I can keep giving you the content you love. If you want to hear more about the wines we drink, check out my wine palace at 360 Life Strategies on Pinterest. You can find life hacks for busy women on Facebook and inspiration for your day on Instagram. Just look for Donna Carlson 360. Tell your friends about this podcast. Hey, just, you know, pull them together and, and listen to it with a bottle of wine. Y'all can shoot the breeze with the life strategies on my blog at 360lifestrategies.com and make it a date. Have a great day. Talk to you next time.